It's brunch with the Hollowells. Here's a quote from Sean. Once upon a time, there was a lovely little girl who lived on the edge of the forest. Her mommy told her never to go into the forest, but do you know what she did? Yes, you do. She went into the forest, and she met a monster, and then she died, and everyone forgot about her, and we all lived happily ever after. Yeah, that is such an interesting story. I mean, immediately I thought Into the Woods, but we've already used her, so I, I have no idea. We used her twice, Rob. Yeah, I didn't go into the woods. No, this is from this little TV show. It's a miniseries called The Tenth Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, I could never quote Tenth Kingdom, but that was my jam back then. Love that movie. I know, like, a week or two ago, I was scrolling through, like, social media, and I came across someone who mentioned Tenth Kingdom. I was like... You know, fuck my drag that me and Rob have not <laughs> used a quote from 10th Kingdom yet. <laughs> so tell everyone who this is. Who are we talking about? I want to know. So this is uh, Diane Weist, and she's playing the evil queen. And if you watch the 10th Kingdom, she's speaking to a certain character, which carries a lot of weight. But I won't say who because spoilers. So this queen was a witch? Yeah, she was a witch. She's, oh, crazy. She's basically the evil queen from uh, Disney, but in live form. Okay. Um, I love me some Diane Weiss. Don't get me started on that queen. She is amazing. I love her. And um, I wonder where 10th Kingdom is, like how much it would be online or something. I would love to rewatch that series again. Everyone was in that. I remember I found it. This is going to date me, but... I found it at Borders once for like $10 for the whole like eight hour series and I bought it from my sister. So we have a copy somewhere. Borders, Charmies, Borders. Borders. If you don't know it, <laughs> if you don't know it, Google it. That was Borders. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Great choice, Sean. Uh, this is uh, Brunch with the Hollowells. I'm Rob, the Charm Fanatic. I'm Sean. I'm watching the whole series for the first time. We are on our 99th episode. <gasps> the episode before the 100th episode. Is that how numbers work? <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> now, technically, on the podcast, we've done more than 100 episodes. If you include our teaser trailers and our quiz shows and our bonus episodes, but this is our 99th recap. Sean, we made it to 100, which means if we manage to keep our cool by next week, we'll be in syndication. We'll be broadcast everywhere on repeat. Maybe we'll be on <laughs> TNT just like Charmed is. <laughs> Who knows? Wow. We're going to be famous, Rob. Very famous. I'm just waiting for the network, whoever's going to pick us up and start running our reruns. So, <laughs> But we are going to make it 100. I'm so excited. Uh, just a reminder, we've already recorded our 100th episode um, during our Instagram Live that we had last week. I hope you guys all enjoyed it, whoever saw it. And um, we had to do it a little early only because um, we wanted to sort of celebrate 
Charmed as it was on Netflix, and then we had to do our Netflix watch party, and uh, yeah, just wanted to kind of get that all out and be sort of ahead of schedule. But um, everything will air or be posted at normal time, so next week you'll get the 100th episode, maybe with a little bit of stuff that we talked about on IG Live. I'm still doing the editing part, but I'm very, very proud of us for making it to this um, sort of mark in our in our show. In fact, Sean, I want to read you this message that I got this morning. So, Sean, I woke up to this message uh, this morning, and it just put me in such a good mood to just tackle the day and just be ready and I loved it. So, so this comes from Pisces chick 33. Her name is Kim and she writes, "Hello. I wanted to say thank you to you both. I wanted to do a rewatch of Charmed, so I googled to find a podcast to watch along with and what first drew me to yours was the interesting cool name but stayed for everything about your show." I've always loved Charmed and have watched it tons of times, but watching it with you both, I've learned more about it and noticed different things. I just finished season two, episode five, but I'm so glad that I have a lot more to go. I live in Oregon and am surrounded by fires and I have anxiety already, but with the fires, it's in overdrive and your podcast has been an amazing escape for me and my mind. So again, I wanted to tell you how much uh, what you do is enjoyed and very appreciated, and I hope you both have an awesome day. That's very sweet, and it goes to show how important podcasts can be, especially at a time like this, because I know um, the ones that I listen to also get messages here and there of people saying, you know, thank you for being a voice through all this, you know, darkness that we're going through right now. So I'm glad that we can be that for someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was very appreciative of this, and I posted it right away on Instagram and Twitter. I just wanted to share that, you know, anytime that you really enjoy a podcast so much, you know, definitely tell them. You know, with COVID and everything, they can easily just be like, oh, everything's not normal. Me and Sean aren't together watching this anymore. We could have easily just took a break and just waited until all of this blew over, but we wanted to keep going, and it's it's paying off, and you know, people are listening, and they're sticking with us, and hopefully, we are a little bit of entertainment, or something to escape with, while all of this, you know, stuff is going on, so Kim, thank you so much for your message, we really appreciate it. All right, so let's get started with our episode. We are doing Season 5, Episode 11. This is The Importance of Being Phoebe. This original air date was January 12, 2003, written by Krista Vernoff, directed by Derek Johansson. Guest appearance includes Eric King as Dex, Angela Little as Kaya, Rebecca Balding back as Elise Rothman, with a plethora of officers and detectives, but I'm going to single out Mr. Officer Garcia, played by Armando Valdez. Paige is driving her car and talking on her cell phone to Phoebe. She just bought some ingredients for a potion to vanquish Cole. Someone has sued the Bay of Mirror, claiming advice from Phoebe's column wrecked her marriage. A demon gestures and blows out Paige's left rear tire. She spins and collides with another car. The demon fades to a strip club where Cole is relaxing. The demon tells Cole that the other driver was hurt as planned. 
Cole suggests mind control on some witnesses and a cop, and all will be well. Cole gets up to leave when one of the dancers, Kaya, pushes him down. She promised Cole a lap dance. Cole agrees, and Kaya shapeshifts into Phoebe's appearance. Um, one thing, Rob, is I really like <laughs> Paige's car. I know you're always like the big car buff when we talk about <laughs> Charmed, but I think it's a fitting car for her, and it's cute. How am I a car buff? You always talk about people's cars. like. <laughs> oh, well, um, I mean, to set everyone straight, I don't know shit about cars, but I do have some favorites or ones that I recognize, and, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up. Like, you know, Phoebe's Mini Cooper, I love it. <laughs> For the longest time, I've always wanted a bug. I don't know why. It could be a gay thing. I, I don't know. But I th- I always thought the new versions of the bugs were really cool. Um, but yes, very fitting for, for Paige. This is what happens, folks, when you talk on the phone and drive. A demon will come and teach you a lesson and get you in an accident. You think that shit's um, coincidence. No, 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 no. Anytime you bitches be on the phone texting and shit... Those are demons getting you in accidents, so don't text and drive, people. <laughs> Lesson learned. The more you know. We're done. Charmed, we're done. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, yeah, I mean, she's on the phone. She's not even on speakerphone. She's holding the phone up to her ear. You know, this is not good. Um, what are your thoughts on strip clubs, Sean? Um... I don't think I've ever actually been to one. Well, actually, yes, I did go once. We were told we were going to a burlesque club, but it was like straight up like a stripper club. And it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, I've only been to one strip club as well. It was a, you know, a straight strip club. I haven't been to a gay one yet. Um, I'm not against them. I do get very shy at them, of course. I would never really go out of my way for like lap dances. I don't really even have the kind of money for all that either. And, you know, I respect the whole, you know, don't touch them, they can touch you sort of mentality. I think that's safe and makes sense to do. But again, for the worth of my money, I would like to be able to touch. (laughs) I mean, I do my share of tipping when go-go dancers are around. I, you know, that I love to do. But uh, yeah, strip clubs, I haven't really made that like a big part of my life. But I think I would go to a gay strip club. I think they sound cool. I just don't know what they're like or if there are any, you know? I'm sure there are. We'll find one one day. <laughs> uh, did you love how Paige on the phone mentioned the Shakespeare witches? Yeah. Yeah, I love that she mentioned that and we had just done our bonus episode. So now when they mention something like that, they definitely stand out and I know who they- I know that reference. I'm Cap yep. America. I know that reference. I understood that <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, now, Rob, did yeah. you recognize Dex? No, I know that face, and I don't recognize Dex. Who's Dex? Dex is played by Eric King, and it's <laughs> ironic that he plays Dex because he was in a show called Dexter. Oh, he's in Dexter. Okay, so I only watched up to season two, or the end of season two. Was he on during? Oh, he's one of the cops, isn't he? He's Sergeant Dokes. He's the one that's on to Dexter the whole time. He is. You are absolutely right. It's been such a long time since I've seen Dexter. I do want to finish the show one day, but you're absolutely right. That is him. Good call. I did not recognize him. Yeah, I finally got one. You didn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so real talk before we move on. Would you enjoy the type of lab dance, like far into the future, where they can shapeship into anybody that you want, knowing that they do not look like that in real life? Mm, I think I would, because then I could get some, you know, like Jay Baruchel action, James Franco action. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be real, but like simulated's fine. Okay, so, but this also gives the opportunity for anybody who isn't attractive to be the one actually lap dancing on you. You're totally cool with that, as long as the shapeshift illusion is good. Oh, wait, okay, okay, so... Yeah, I mean, if they're already attractive, they have no reason to shapeshift, so this is you being okay with the actual person. So are you saying, like, somebody unattractive shapeshifts into somebody attractive? It shapeshifts to anyone you want. Okay, yeah, that part I'm okay with. But the other, like, where I almost thought you were going is if, like, it's a hologram. So you're actually getting oh, okay. a shapeshift from a really not nice person. <laughs> okay, no, 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 okay. No, 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 the other one. But, I mean, just the idea of the fact that they're doing it, but it's not them, it wouldn't feel weird to you at all? Uh, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> in the way that this was portrayed like he knew who it was doing it to him so i feel like i feel like if there was a standard for it like if you know what the person looks like and you tell them who you want them to be and they shift i wouldn't see a problem (laughs) no that's fair that's fair (laughs) so Paige is in the hospital with a mild concussion phoebe mentions that the bay mirrors lawyers want to meet with her didn't you love how fast it was for phoebe to make it about her this woman is in a hospital. She just got into an accident. She was like, oh, better than me losing my job. And I'm like, oh, my God, how long did that take to make <laughs> right. it about you? <laughs> oh, God bless Phoebe. Um, and then, yeah, but then the subject just went on to her. So whatever. Um, Piper also has legal troubles as well. The health inspector is coming back to P3 and the plumbing has exploded again. She thinks about using magic to fix it, but thinks it might be constructed as personal gain. So Phoebe heads to her meeting, fully expecting to be fired, and Paige tells Piper that she wants to track Cole down and vanquish him, if only to give Phoebe peace. Piper heads to P3. Paige is about to leave the hospital when two cops show up and arrest her for a felony of hit and run. At Cole's office, Dex, the demon who blew out Paige's tire, reports back to Cole. Cole asks about P3, and Dex says that their people are already there. It turns out that Cole is stirring up legal troubles for the sisters in hopes that they'll lose the manor. Cole then reveals what he really wants, the Nexus. Once he gets his hands on it, he hopes to not only turn Phoebe's evil or turn Phoebe evil and kill her sisters, but to reorganize the underworld under his leadership and take over the city. Just then, Phoebe, or so it appears, walks into Cole's office carrying a pic- a, pic- a picnic basket and with whiskey <laughs> in it. Phoebe starts to come on to Cole, but Cole recognizes her as Kaya and shoes her away. Dex warns Cole that Kieran demons like Kaya are extremely manipulative. The health inspector orders P3 shut down due to the plumbing problems. Just when Piper and Leo are begging for a break, two rats skitter under the inspector's feet. The inspector tells Piper to get rid of the rats and schedule another inspection within a few weeks. Piper fears by then P3 might never be able to reopen. 
She tries to blast one of the rats, and then PETA comes, and they slap some handcuffs. No, I'm just kidding. No <laughs> PETA. But misses and knocks a leg off a chair. Piper suspects there's something demonic behind their troubles. The rats turn out to be two shape-shifting warlocks. So, this is crazy. Like, Cole's really going for it at this point. Yes, he is. I mean, this is what insane does to a person. Um, yeah, this is a very calculated plan that I was definitely going to bring up a little later. Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it in a second. Um, but I wanted to um, <laughs> point out that the rats could be a little bit of a nod to that um, that rat group from that episode where Glenn came back. Do you remember? Yeah, that's when they fought like the Rat King, right? Yeah, so- somewhat of a Rat King. Yeah, they were dealing with someone who was committing crimes, but then they were working for like this rat warlock tribal thing and... Yeah, and I think it might be a little nod to them. Um, so they're still in the series. If it's true, I'm glad that they kind of mentioned them again. But um, I love uh, Piper. She's just like, this is a demonic thing going on. I know there's something going on. And Leo's like, why do you think it's demonic? Because I said so. <laughs> That's all <laughs> it takes. Oh, I love pregnant Piper. And I tried to look up Cure and Demon Rob, but it all just came back to Charm. So apparently they were created for Charmed. Okay, fair enough. But good for looking, though. You're welcome. At the police station, Paige is getting her mugshot taken. She also wonders if there's something demonic afoot. Daryl can't help her. He's just been promoted to lieutenant. Uh, So, Sean, do you find mugshots to be hot? No. (laughs) (laughs) You've never saw a mugshot and be like, damn, he's fine. No, they always look so, like, well, with good reason, but they always look so dejected in mug shots. No, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of half, right? I mean, I've obviously seen some of the mug shots from people who are presumably so masculine and, and just carry themselves as very tough. So they come off pretty hot in the mug shot. Uh, one, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he became super famous that he got like a modeling deal because of his mugshot. I think he had face <laughs> tattoos. Do you remember this gentleman? No. <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay, I'll I'll send him a picture. But yeah, uh, he got very famous for his mugshot. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's, it's just like any old picture that you put online or whatever the case may be. But yeah, um, it doesn't give off a good vibe that they're good people, but sometimes you can pull that off. I ain't mad. True. So the woman suing the mirror uh, claims Phoebe is taking out her anger at Cole on her readers and has made it her mission to wreck other marriages. She is demanding Phoebe's firing and Elise believes Phoebe, but is forced to spin her without pay. So Phoebe is the first to suspect Cole by name. Daryl comes to see Piper Uh, to let her know what's happening. Just then, Paige orbs out of jail. (laughs) This is so fucked up. Daryl isn't happy. She has to be back for her bail hearing by 2 p.m. or else. He could get fired, and Paige promises to be at the hearing. So she suspects Cole is involved because he's a lawyer and their problems are all legal. So Piper agrees. 
Um, I think poor Daryl at this point. I love the fact that not only did Paige just escape from jail, but she did it without warning Daryl that she was going to do it. And so she got caught. <laughs> what do you think about <laughs> Paige's behavior on this? Is is this fair to Daryl to be pulling this risk? No, she's being reckless. Very reckless. I agree. So I had a question for you, and I think we might have already passed it. I couldn't remember when it came up, but Piper says the line... I need to go secure our only source of income. And I just thought that was such a slap in the face to Phoebe. Like, does she not get paid to do her job? <laughs> That's very interesting. I don't know if um, how their arrangement works. I, I mean, I don't think she's living there rent free, but who knows what you get from a salary like that? Maybe to just pay her own expenses, I'm assuming. But, um, wow, that's very bold of Piper to say that. I didn't even think about that. And another thing that I know was in this scene that I thought was just kind of funny and almost ironic is (laughs) the way in the past Piper's been such a skeptic, like when it's been like shoved in their face that some magic's happening. And then she's like, hmm, a string of bad luck. It must be magic. I was like, she just jumped to that so quick and she's always the skeptic. That's the power of privilege, baby. Look, when you don't get what you want, you blame anything and everything you can and make sure that it has nothing to do with you. You know, her bar has never had rats. Oh, it must be demonic. (laughs) (laughs) Or in Buffy terms, it must be Tuesday. You know, it's funny. You just made me think of this. I read this article about a couple working from home and how like working in close proximity, there wasn't anybody for them to hate on. So they made up an imaginary coworker so that they could just be like, fuck Todd, <laughs> whenever something goes wrong. And that's what you made me think of with this. That would be hilarious if Todd just suddenly came up with his own like Twitter page and started like, don't believe what this woman says. And they're like, who the hell? That would have been amazing. (laughs) Okay, so we can talk a little bit about Cole's plan now. What do you think about this shift in sort of demonic behavior against the Charmed Ones? They're doing it very sneaky, like very legal, very human. You know, yes, they're using magic, but in a way that the Charmed Ones can escape from. I mean, Daryl said this earlier. I build you out on magical crimes. This is a real crime. This is a hit and run. Like, I can't just be like, oh, whatever, let's do something about it. And yes, at the time, he didn't think there was anything demonic around it, but you got into an accident, chick, you have to deal with it. So what do you think about this shift as far as, like, a third person watching? Do you find this entertaining that there's a little less magic involved? Yeah, I do, because it's putting them all in such awkward situations, like... I know um, Paige can just, you know, orb out of prison, but it does, like we said earlier, put Daryl in a bad position. And if anything comes up where they have to be the power of three, then what if somebody's standing there watching over her and she has to try to either orb out and let them see or, you know, it just brings up a lot of questions there. How how are they going to deal with this? Yeah, I I do enjoy the legal aspect. I mean, this is not the first time that they've tried to attack their human side to get them broken up or killed. But um, yeah, this is very interesting that it was very easy to accomplish as well, you know? Phoebe storms into Cole's office and demands that he admit to what he's done. Cole feigns ignorance and tries to compliment her. But Phoebe throws several papers all over his desk and tells him she hates him. She stomps back out. 
A few minutes later, Kaya walks in and shapeshifts into Phoebe, saying she wants to give Cole what he wants. Phoebe heads out of the office just as Piper and Paige are coming in to confront Cole. They are shocked to find him making out with Phoebe and head back out to figure out their next move. Phoebe wants Cole to dump the real Phoebe, but Cole won't hear of it. Phoebe takes the stairs to the ground floor. She runs into Dex, who thinks she's Kaya. Just then, Kaya walks out of the elevator, and realizing he has the real Phoebe, he grabs her and fades away. Piper and Paige tell Leo what they saw. They suspect that Cole has cast some kind of spell on Phoebe. Leo says the elders have detected a huge spike in demonic activity and think that the underworld is reorganizing under Cole's leadership. Piper maintains that Phoebe mentioned feeling tempted, but Leo thinks she was using sex to get information out of Cole. Gross. Typical man. Gross. <laughs> Gross. I Just, can't believe Leo thought that. That ugh. <laughs> Right. Just then, the clock chimes. It's 2 p.m. Paige orbs back to her cell. So, Rob, let's talk real quick about Paige's choice in clothing. <laughs> did you see her shirt? Yes, I did. I have a note about it. What did you have to say first? I said it looked like a shopping bag with the hole in the bottom. <laughs> you are horrible. Now, you're talking about the all-black like um, bodysuit with the green sheer like shawl thingy right right okay yeah um this reminded me a lot of miss madeline ashton but in her case she had a purple sort of cover shawl thingy with a black sort of onesie bodysuit oh i know what you're talking about hers was more flowy though and like more of a yes coat wasn't it yeah yeah it was it was sort of like a you know a long sleeve pullover not pullover but just like a a little cover-up thing yes uh-huh. totally but yeah it was totally giving me death becomes your vibes but yes i did notice that what do you think of the neon green to match her car i bet you she did that on purpose oh she probably did <laughs> um i don't mind the color it just it looks so frumpy to me like it there was another piece of clothing that was cut up to fit that way and I, i'm not here for it well, I will say that I do enjoy Phoebe's outfit. You know, um, that top is everything. It's definitely insinuating her assets, and I am not mad. Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, she looked really good in it. I, I liked her air up with it and all that stuff. I thought it was, I thought it was nice. Very annoying for Cole the way that <laughs> Phoebe just resorts to. Yeah, let me just throw your papers on your desk because I'm just so sick of you. She is so <laughs> annoyed. I love that scene. That was really funny. But as she storms out, uh, Kaya's waiting in the lobby and she's hiding behind a magazine called Tempo. Now, I was actually really curious and so I looked it up. There is actually a Tempo magazine that exists. Wow. Um, it's an Indonesian weekly magazine that covers news and politics. Uh, it was founded by Gianawan um, Mohammed and Yusril Daljaliness. And the first edition was published on March 6th, back in 1971. Whether that was the exact same tempo magazine as in the show i'm not sure but i just found that interesting that that magazine actually exists 
Interesting. So why didn't Piper and Paige just bust on Phoebe and Cole making out? You know, like Phoebe is, I mean, Phoebe, Piper is not scared to just be like, hey, hey, what's going on? Oh, am I interrupting? You know, but all of a sudden they wanted to just keep it secret and walk out. What do you think about that? Should they have just busted them? Or was it better to do it tactfully the way that they did? For this one, I would say I think Piper wanted to challenge Phoebe to tell her. Like, you know how sometimes you want to see if somebody's going to lie or not just so you can get the whole, like, picture? Yeah. No, no, I hear you. So Dex brings Phoebe to Cole's apartment. He tells Cole that Phoebe knows too much and brought her to the apartment until their operation is over. Cole vanquishes Dex with an energy ball but takes Phoebe prisoner. Dex is dumb. So here's the thing. Dex, stop trying to suck him off. You're already his right-hand man. You don't need to do any more kissing up. Nobody asked him to interfere. Nobody asked him to be like, Kaya, you need to go away. Leave him alone. He's mine. You know, like, (laughs) to go the extra mile was just ridiculous, and you got yourself caught and fucked up. And I just, stop trying to be his right hand. It's okay. He doesn't need it. (laughs) he's fine i just i just thought it was crazy that he had to just jump in every time and just get on this girl for trying to get hers you know like let her be right (laughs) so cole has magically protected his apartment and phoebe cannot call for leo cole tells phoebe about the nexus which he means to use to turn phoebe evil again he summons kaya who arrives in phoebe's form Phoebe is horrified, especially when Kaya copies her voice. Cole sends Kaya to the manor, then fades to the woman injured in Paige's accident. After asking a few questions, he touches her forehead and she grabs and dies. Um, So I just want to point out, and this is something, it just reminded me that I haven't been mentioning this in a couple of episodes past, that... um, Included in our hot man meter, everyone should be looking out, especially you, Sean, for their favorite female, whether it be based on looks or just in general, the um, their favorite or hottest woman of season five. And I am definitely putting her in the running. I thought she was a gorgeous woman, even though her part was small. I just really loved her look, so I'm definitely putting her on my maybe list, including Kaya. I think she's a beautiful woman, too. Yeah, I agree with you. They are. Maybe I'll consider that, too. (laughs) But just remember, guys, to be looking out for your favorite female as well. So Phoebe, known as Kaya, goes to the manor, and Piper and Leo confront her. They suspect that Cole has put Phoebe under some spell. Phoebe convinces Piper to take her powers away so that Cole can't use her powers against her. Piper casts the spell. This witch's power cannot fight the lure of evil's magic might. Before misuses lands her in hell, remove the powers of Phoebe Hollowell. Meanwhile, the real Phoebe is levitating to reach a ventilation duct, falls to the floor, her powers gone. So for Kaya winging it in the house and coming up with this plan to remove her powers, I thought was actually pretty good. You don't really, you didn't really expect someone like Kaya to come up with something like that pretty quickly. So she's got a little smarts in her when she wants to. Right. And I think not only did it set up taking Phoebe's powers away, but also I like how it sets up like 
she's the fake Phoebe, so if they need her to use powers, well, I can't. You took him away, remember? So mm-hmm. it, was, it was brilliant. Exactly. Phoebe convinces Piper that she's exhausted and goes up to rest. As soon as she's alone, Phoebe goes in the drawer, finds a knife, and shimmers over to Cole's apartment to kill the real Phoebe. Just then, Cole fades in, and Phoebe mentions that Piper, Paige, and Leo are on to him. Cole orders Phoebe. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly says her name a lot. To make sure Piper goes to the bail bondsman, Phoebe shimmers back to the manor, just as Leo, Leo tells her and Piper that things have gotten worse for Paige. The other woman in the accident died of a blood clot in the brain, as a result, Paige is now charged with vehicular homicide, and a judge raised her bail to 50000 With no other way to get cash at this hour, Piper has to use the manor as collateral for Paige's bail. As they leave, Phoebe casts a knowing glance at the bail bondsman, who turns out to be Cole in a glamour. So again, here we are with this genius plan, and it's all just legal crap. And do you think Kaya was part of the plan from the beginning, or did she felt like tacked on to you? Uh, I feel that she was tacked on. Uh, Phoebe was not supposed to be kidnapped. That was never part of the plan. And so because she couldn't go back to the home because she found out about everything, we needed Kaya to pretend to be Phoebe for a while. But it all led to them going to the Bell's Bondsman for Paige and bailing her out with the house. I would agree. This feels like that episode of the Batman cartoon where, like, Harley gets mad at Joker and she goes off without him and she tries to kill Batman and then Joker gets mad because she gets closer than he did. Like, (laughs) Kaya's the Harley. She's the one who gets closest to taking down the Charmed Ones and it's all just like right place, right time. (laughs) Well, Piper still has not mastered shape-shifting demons yet. One day, I have hope for her. I have so much faith. She will know when she's being duped. (laughs) <laughs> but I love how they cast the spell. And they were just like, are you feeling okay? She was like, yeah, I can't levitate. Oh, I don't know. You're still acting weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, she's staring right at you. I guess you can't really fault that and challenge it. But come on now. You got to figure it out sooner or later. Piper's going to get it one day. I, I, I have faith in her. But you know what conversation I'd have right after this? I'd be like, Phoebe, what is our word? <laughs> Thank you. I ever you. think that you're possessed, we need I, to say this thing. I am very surprised that they did not come up with the word. Like, they just say a word out of nowhere anytime they enter the house or something. And then it's just like, what is that word? And then we find out at, like, Comic-Con, oh, that's our safe word. And I'd be like, oh, my God, you guys are geniuses. I love it. <laughs> but couldn't they use anything else besides the house to get page out there's nothing else that they own that is worth 50 grand like their car or anything like like that was a lot of planning just to get the deed and that may not have worked that's true i would say though like they've only shown page's car and since it was in the accident they probably couldn't have used that but you're right there should be something else in that house that they could have put up besides the whole house yeah um 
I mean, I don't, I don't come from money, so I don't know how all that crap works. But it's just funny how this was lit. I mean, I would have let her ass just be in jail for a little bit. Uh, you ain't getting the <laughs> deed. I mean, I, I didn't know you could do that. That's so weird how you have to literally sign off on it that it's mine if you don't pay me back. It's not like, yeah, this is a little too weird for me. Can't do that. Especially the type of house it is. You don't want to be fucking around with that. I, I don't know. It's just a very risky thing to just be like, yeah, let's just put this magical house up so we can get, Phoebe, you know, Paige out of jail. True. Piper, Phoebe, Paige, and Leo return to the manor to find it overrun by demons. Cole is standing on the staircase, holding the deed. Phoebe, who has the sister's receipt, shapeshifts back to Kaya. Cole blows Piper, Paige, and Leo out of the manor, and they can't get back in. Kaya wants to be rewarded for her role in Cole's scheme, but Cole gives her another push-off, and Kaya shapeshifts back into Phoebe's form, but Cole is convinced that the real Phoebe will be with him soon, and order her, orders her away. Phoebe shimmers back to Cole's apartment and fights with the real Phoebe, matching her blow for blow. Phoebe morphs back into Kaya and throws Phoebe's knife at her. When Piper reverses the power stripping spell, Phoebe levitates out of the way, grabs the knife, and vanquishes Kaya with it. She levitates into the ventilation duct and calls for Leo. I really enjoyed this scene. Um, I thought it was real nice effects during the fight scene. They didn't do a lot of aerial shots to cover up the stunt doubles, but I, I, I like how this was executed. I also love, um, you know, this Matrix move that Phoebe pulled on Kaya with the knife. <laughs> What'd you think, Sean? Yeah, I thought it looked really cool, and I liked the whole idea of, like this fight was about to happen and then that's when she got her powers back. Like that made it just that much more exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So while we have, um, Kaya, who is also gone, Sean, who was your favorite, um, demon grubbing man stealer, Julie or Kaya? Ooh, I'd say Kaya. Definitely. Kaya is really interesting. Or nice that's cool um julie was definitely a very tough cookie she did not give a shit about who said what and she will say it in front of anybody she talked back to cole she kind of held her ground totally get it kaya definitely is someone not to underestimate for sure so they both definitely have their strength piper and Paige are still outside the manor when leo orbs in with phoebe phoebe tells them that cole wants the nexus he has to open the earth in the basement and take Nexus into him. She proposes banishing the Woogie Man once Cole takes him in. She has a hunch that the banishing spell will suck every demon in the house into the ground, including Cole. Piper and Paige don't know if it'll work, but Phoebe thinks if she pretends to be Kaya, she can get to the basement. So, luckily, Cole went through his whole plan with Phoebe earlier in the episode, or she wouldn't have known what to do at this point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Monologuing. Uh, <laughs> um, I do love that they apologized immediately when she arrives, though. The minute she orbs in, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They both did her very wrong in this episode. Yeah, I agree. So, Phoebe enters the manor, pretending to be Kaya. She talks her way past most of the demons, except for the one guarding the basement. When he won't let her through, Phoebe shoves him down the stairs as Cole is standing over the Nexus. 
He takes in the Wookiee Man, known as the Shadow now. Phoebe speaks the Banishing Spell, and all the demons in the house are sucked into the ground. However, Cole manages to get out of the hole. So, Sean, did you think this is when Cole dies? Um, When he got I, sucked in? Yeah, I'm trying to remember my, my mind state. I think... I didn't think he would have died because we didn't see him die. But I didn't think he was going to come back in this episode. But I didn't think he was dead because they're going to show it, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So he compliments Phoebe on her fighting uh, spirit, telling her it's how he fell in love with her in the first place. Phoebe replies that Cole is nothing to her now. She didn't feel a thing when she spoke the banishing spell, and she won't feel anything once she and her sisters figure out a way to vanquish him. Um, This moment was a huge and rude awakening for the both of them. The fact that Phoebe technically witnessed a possible death to Cole and realized that she is now officially free from him because she felt nothing when he went away. And the fact that Cole is really seeing that truth in her face. I think this is finally a time where he actually believes her and that there's really nothing that he can do. You know, what do you think about this? Right. I agree. It seemed like this was where it finally sunk in that, wow, you thought I was dead and you felt nothing like, okay, I need to get over you, whether it's killing you or whatever. But Phoebe is finally free now, and um, I don't know, is this a good thing, bad thing for us, you know, watching? Do we still want her obsessed with Cole, this if, or do they, don't they, or are you good with Phoebe just finally being over him? I think it's good that she's over him. I think I think in the way it happened, um, we've kind of talked about this, but not trusting him at all has, I think, pushed him to where he is quicker than if she like took the time to try to like get through to him. But, you know, unfortunately I, it's probably because the show had to find a way to write him out in a deadline since he moves on to nip tuck. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Piper page and Leo go back to the manor. Leo thinks that they can reverse Cole's magic without any consequences. And uh, Cole is back at the strip club when another Kyron demon a friend of Kaya's comes on to him she shapeshifts into Phoebe and starts to do a lap dance but Cole stabs her so this would indicate that Cole isn't fucking around anymore and that he's actually willing to stab someone that looks like Phoebe let alone maybe the real Phoebe if it came to that um but this is what I was talking about a couple of episodes ago when it came to letting him live you know Phoebe's like, yeah, kill one more person and I'll gut your ass. You know, just it's like, get him. He just got this woman who is probably driving home from work, normal day to her, and she dies in the crossfire because these witches can't get the shit done. It's like, it's time for Cole to go. But this is what happens when you let him live and it just sucks that this woman had to die from it, you know? Right, I agree with that. Phoebe is just like, I'm, it's, you know, I, I'm, it sucks that, you know, we lost another. And I was just like, I, I don't need her breaking down and crying over this woman who died, but it's just like, this could have been prevented. So it sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. So the importance of being Phoebe, what do you think of today's episode? 
I thought it was worth the wait. I thought it was a good episode. Um, when I reveal who my my MVP for the week is, I'll go into like one slight problem I had with it. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I liked it. Very cool. Well, I did mention last week that I didn't remember at all what this episode was about. And yeah, the minute uh, the accident happened and I saw Dex, then it all came back to me. Um, I I don't want to say that this episode's forgettable, but it does kind of blend into a lot of drama that Cole's been going through. So this was like one of those stories that didn't really stand out to me as much. This episode definitely had moments for me to remember but there were other sort of executed cold plans that I enjoyed a little better than this one. But overall, I did like this episode as well. So a few notes from today's episode. Paige mentioned that before she orbed out of jail, she put pillows under the sheets. Ironically, Prue did the same thing and Wicca envy when she escaped from jail. Both sisters were framed for a crime by an evil being, Prue by Rex Buckland, as mentioned, and Paige by Cole with the help from Dex. The title of this episode is a reference to Oscar Wilde's comedy, The Importance of Being Earnest, as it has two men claiming to be earnest. So in this particular episode, it was two Phoebes. <laughs> okay, so I was partway there with my guess. Part Partway, yeah, exactly. And um, as we mentioned earlier, early in the episode, Paige mentions I have Newt as an ingredient to Shakespeare's witches used in Macbeth. I have Newt was another name for mustard seeds. All right, Sean, it's time to do what we do best and objectify men. It's time for a hot man meter. All right, Sean, we have, um, what is it, five people to talk about today. Yeah, there's quite a bit of men in this episode. Um, I don't know if you remember this gentleman. So this is played by David um, Figaloli. He is that brute demon who was at the door, the front door, when all the demons were um, took over the house. So Phoebe walks in, and she stops, and she, you know, claims to be Kaya, and the demon was like, Ugh, whatever Cole, you know, whatever rocks his boat. I don't know if you remember this gentleman, but he's known as the Brute Demon. Um, okay, would th- so shaved head guy? Yes, exactly. Does this gentleman make your top ten list? He's not bad looking, but he's not good enough looking to go on my list, though. I want to say that he had a lisp. I don't know. There was something different about his speech, but his tallness is actually very attractive. But yes, not hot enough for the meter. Uh, then we have our Bells Bondsman. Uh, this is played by Christopher Darga. Technically Cole, but he does shapeshift into a Bells Bondsman. Does this gentleman make your top ten list? Um, I'm going to bail on that one. Okay. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, fair enough. No, I'm not going to put him on my meter either. Uh, then we have our health inspector, Stephen M. Porter. Uh, does our health inspector make it? You know, he's he's got a decent job. You know, pay the bills. He's a little stern, but, you know, does he do it for you? Um, he does not. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> All right. Uh, the health inspector does not make it on my list either. I mean, I didn't see a smile, so I don't know what you look like without one. So, got to pass on him. <laughs> then we have um, Officer Garcia. So, this is a gentleman who took... Paige's mugshot, played by 
Um, Armando Valdez, does Officer Garcia make your list? Um, he does not either. This isn't a good work week for me. Oh no. Okay, so I'm very debatable on Officer Garcia because I do think he's fine, but this would make my tenth person. And I don't know if I want to fill it up with, uh, yeah. I'm going to add him because I did find him super attractive. If he doesn't end up on my list, he could be put on my adorable list. So I am going to add him to my list. He's going above um, the Officer 2 from our last episode, just right above him, which put our TV reporter at my number 10 spot. So now I'm caught up with you, Sean. I have um, 10 people. You know what's funny is when you mentioned the adorable meter, I was pulling up my notes to add him to mine too because he really is adorable. Yeah, I yeah I agree. All right, then we have Dex, played by Eric King. Does Dex do it for you in this episode, Sean? He does not. He scares me because of Dexter. I don't know his game on Dexter, so until I do, he is going on my list. I'm putting Dex on my list as well. Dex is going right under Miles. No, right up. No, wait. Is he cuter than Miles? Uh. <laughs> no, my God. I really find Dex attractive. Um, I'm gonna put him over Miles. So that wow. means my TV reporter is gone. Oh. Well, I know, but he was on my last hot man meter, so it's okay. He he's still loved, but TV reporter's gone. Um, which makes officer number two my number ten spot. All right, well that does it for hot man meter. Remember, everyone, you are also picking one female as the hottest female or favorite female, and you're also picking someone who is just the most adorable. You just want to eat them um, <laughs> onto your list. So make sure to keep every all of your lists updated, and I will collect those lists at the end of the season. All right, Sean, tell me about your MVP. You had something juicy. Okay, so I felt the most for this character. I felt the most for Kaya this week. Because not only is she in love with Cole, he doesn't even want to see her face when he does stuff with her. She has to turn into Phoebe. But then on top of all that tragedy, I felt like this episode had so much slut shaming in against Kaya. Like at one point she's called a floozy. She's called a tramp. Like just because she's a stripper, I didn't see her as like someone that needs to be picked on because of what she does. So I felt bad for her that she was hated on and she wasn't with the man she loves. Interesting take on this. Okay, so just thinking about what you said, Sean, um, you know, I think Cole said something about she's more, she's a little more, like Phoebe's more sophisticated than twirling your, her hair. And, you know, I don't, yeah, I, I do kind of see that. There was a little bit of shaming when it came to Kaya's character. Um, hopefully the writers didn't really you know, do that on purpose to shun girls who have that sort of personality. But um, good looking out <laughs> for our demon of the week. 
So I was a little torn, and, and given what you said, Sean, make a good argument, I'm inclined to give it to Phoebe this week only because of her dual roles and the fact that she um, got to use her levitation power finally again after the longest time but also her fight scene i thought was pretty good and she did make me laugh a couple times throughout the episode so um yeah i'm gonna give it to phoebe this week i think she did a really good job for someone without too many powers to stand out amongst the other two sisters all right so that's gonna do it for our episode everyone thank you for uh having brunch with us this week remember that this upcoming wednesday is the 22nd anniversary of the premiere of charm i'm sure you guys all have your special traditions and um, i'd love to hear about them you know make sure to tweet us at bwth podcast or on instagram send us a direct message brunch with the hollowells all one word i love to hear what you guys do each year when the charmed anniversary comes around um hopefully it's a good one and um yeah i'll definitely be celebrating it somehow figure something out but um yes another you know 22 years of charmed Uh, i think that's cool and just remember we do have our 100th episode coming in next sunday during brunch uh which is titled centennial charmed very fitting of course sean what do you think is about to happen in the hundredth episode of charmed oh wow and they called it centennial for the hundredth i didn't even pick up on that yeah um i think it's gonna be one of those things where every 100 years this very dangerous thing happens and the charmed ones have to face something that wasn't able to be stopped 100 years ago i would love that that's actually pretty (laughs) cool Uh, If that wasn't a hint, you're way off, but I I think you will really enjoy this episode. All right. Well, tune in next week for another episode. Sean, thank you again and take us home. All right. Thank you for listening, Charmies, and bye. Big Sunday, Charmed, the 100th episode. Power of three. That's us. Let's go hunting. The world as they know it will change in a hundred ways. You're not La Femme Nikita, you're a charmed one. Clearly, you don't know me at all. You don't recognize me. Guards! Michelle Branch guest stars, and by the way, someone won't live to see episode 101. An all-new Charmed.